Coming up on today's show, was WrestleMania slapped together this year? Another huge day in pro wrestling history. William Shatner makes the Hall of Fame. Matches announced for Hardcore Justice. We have a new NWA National Champion. NXT Tonight. John DeCani attacks WrestleMania 15 trivia and more on this episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. This is the Daily Wrestling News for March 31, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time studio on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. I'm joined today by the living legend himself, John DeCani. Good morning, John. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Uh, very good. Very good. Like I said, we have quite a bit to get into. Um, a little bit of a lighter news day yesterday, but... I mean, we didn't have NXT moving to Tuesdays, but we still had quite a bit of news. So I'm going to ring the bell, and we will get into it. Good. All right, lead story this morning. I want to ask you, and, I, and I'm piggybacking off of a great article that Wade Keller did this this week on the PW Torch about WrestleMania. So, John, I'm going to ask you straight off the bat, loaded question, bear with me, I'm going somewhere, but do you think WrestleMania was slapped together this year? I, I don't think so. I, you know, it, it seems like they've got, uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty packed and there's a lot of entertainment in there. So I, I'm going to go with no. Okay. Okay. I think that the the idea that it was slapped together is a lot of like, a lot of the matches seem to be getting announced and coming together right at the very end, as opposed to like a long, you know, two, three month build towards the show. Um, and so, well, some people might, not John, but some people might say that it, that it was slapped together. Um, Wade Keller says it might actually be one of the best WrestleManias ever. And then that, I think, will jar people for sure. But um, <laughs> when you look at the lineup and you take a look at Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, as an example, on the undercard, right? This is Cesaro's biggest match of his entire career at WrestleMania. And you got Seth Rollins, who's trying to get back into that main event type of picture. So I think this this could be a sleeper for the whole show, both shows really, um, depending on time and what they're allowed to do. Yeah, if you just take it alone on, you know, uh, as a snapshot of night one, you've got to go that night. Yeah, and when you look at the, the title matches, right, there's no, there's no reason why Bobby Lashley versus Drew shouldn't be good. That should be a good – Good match. It could fall short of good, but it could far exceed good as well. So, you know, um, so that's out there. Yeah, Rhea Ripley really making her main roster debut against probably one of the top top two, three women in the in wrestling. So I think that match has a ton of potential. It's a great way to kick off Rhea. Um, I think she's probably gonna be hungry and Asuka's, you know, it's a good spot for her. Um that's on night two. Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, though, on night one. John, do you think there's any chance they could actually main the show over Bobby and Drew? I would not think so. Uh, you know, we are in the midst of the women's evolution, so anything's possible. But I would think just the gravitas of the WWE Championship should main event that show. I would, I would think so. 
I would think so. But there's there has been a long build for Bianca and Sasha, and I could see that I could see that happening. Now the the other the other piece of that match is that Sasha Banks is a big match performer. When you look at NXT Takeover Brooklyn and some of the other like big matches, high profile matches, Hell in a Cell last year, wow. she delivers. She delivers, and then uh, Bianca, of course, this is the biggest match of her career as well. So, um, in a in a creative spot with a great opponent, uh, this has the potential to be very very good as well. Matt Riddle's character is an idiot, but he always delivers in the ring, and Sheamus has been on fire. So that match could also be very very good. So as you go down through, right, you know, you got Roman Edge and Daniel Bryan. We don't really know necessarily a lot about Edge's abilities right now, uh, but we know Daniel Bryan can go. We know Roman can go. So that match is probably should be very good as well. So it, I'm not worried about the main events, and the supporting card feels really good. There is some gimmicky stuff, you know, the cage match and Bad Bunny and stuff, but this could turn out to be very good. So yeah, I agree. It, it there's a lot of stuff you could point to. Is like there's not really. Once again, except for Bad Bunny, there's not really a sleeper match on either night uh, to me. You know, there, there's no match here where I look at it and I go like, all right, this is where I'm going to get up and get a beer. You know, yeah. I want to be set up, snacks, a little cooler, you know, beers on ice and ready to go <laughs> by the time, uh, you know, they kick off. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and I don't even know. I, I don't even know if I mentioned Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That's a longstanding feud, tag team, everything like that to bring that onto the biggest stage it's ever been on, you know, those guys, and those two guys are so creative. Kevin Owens has not, I mean, he hasn't won his matches against Roman Reigns, but they have been very, very good. So, um, so I'm excited for that one too. So let's let's cross our fingers that we, that this is the best WWE show of the year. It certainly has that potential. Yeah. So uh, transitioning from, Transitioning from this year's WrestleMania to today in wrestling history, this is a big day in wrestling history as well. Yesterday was big. We had Ric Flair and Steve Austin's last match uh, on March 30th. But March 31st, 2020, uh, March 31st, 1985, WrestleMania won. The first one. Hogan, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful. Uh, the Rock and Wrestling Connection was off to the races. Uh is there a more pivotal pivotal day, pivotal event in wrestling than WrestleMania? I mean, not really. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the era that we're in right now. The you know the the, the fact that wrestling wrestling eventually went semi mainstream. It all start. You can point to that date. That's where it all starts. Absolutely. And then you know another WrestleMania that occurred on this same day uh, is WrestleMania twelve. And 12, I think a lot of people have that marked down for that Iron Man match with Brett and Sean. Um, I've heard different people, you know, some say, you know, it was kind of slow and whatnot, but um, I think everybody points to that. This is like this turning point for Shawn Michaels, right? I mean, this is, uh, in, in terms of the heavyweight picture, I mean, WrestleMania 10, you know, he had one of the best matches in WWF history at the time. So, but. And also the Hollywood backlot brawl. Everybody talks about that thing, right? You know, <laughs> Piper and Goldust. So, as well as Triple H and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's debut, uh, WrestleMania debut. 
Um, so big day in wrestling history, and that's all not all to say even Jim Ross's book came out a year ago today. So there you go. Under the, I, which I just read, by the way. So uh, it's a good read, and you know, it basically all leads up to the the death of his wife and what he was going through at work and stuff at the time. But you know, there's an undercurrent the whole time of how she supported him through his career. So um, a great read, an easy read, an easy read. So. All right, that's the that's the history, and I think now we should get into what's going on right now in the world of wrestling. All right. Ah, uh, that sound can only mean one thing: that we are in the news section of the Daily Wrestling News Show. And the news is brought to you by the free Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Each week I compile the week's top wrestling stories. I put them all in a quick-to-read email that's divided up by company. Over 4,000 people get the free newsletter each week. In addition to the top stories, the newsletter is going to tell you everything that's going on around minutes to bell time, this show, and other things. So definitely subscribe. The issue comes out every Friday. Um, and John... Lots of news, but uh, one very happy thing that we can talk about is uh, the road dog who had a heart attack last week. He is released from the hospital, so he's coming home. Great to hear. Yeah, that's great to hear. Absolutely. I think it was the best wishes of, of the entire wrestling community being sent his way that propelled him forward. So good for him. 100%. Um, a programming note for the Daily Wrestling News Show. Next week... We are going to have another five WrestleMania specials. I'm going to be very busy going off to uh, attending some of the independent wrestling events around Florida. So we have taped a bunch of episodes. They're really, really good. WrestleMania 3, 10, 19, 20. And then on Friday, we have a WrestleMania stat show. So that'll be a lot of fun. That is Al Carl in his element. That's right. He is the, he is the guest host that day. So. Um, Dalton Castle signed a new contract with Ring of Honor. Lots of rumors that were going on around uh, Dalton Castle and whether he was going to maybe leave Ring of Honor for some other other pasture, and he stayed home. So there you have it. Uh, John, you a Star Trek fan? So much. More of the Star, uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are one or the other. I happen to be both. I'm a, I love Star Trek. And uh, the reason I bring that up is William Shatner is going into the WWE Hall of Fame, of course. So um, he, he really hasn't had an enormous role in the history of, of wrestling. Uh, he hosted an episode of Raw. He was on the King's Court. He inducted Jerry Lawler uh, into the WWE Hall of Fame. And I think that's about where it ends. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, thank you. William Shatner for your contributions uh, and congratulations on going on the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to list it as one of the highlights of his career. Yes. <laughs> uh, on Impact Wrestling last night, we had a few things come out of the show, a few newsworthy items, including the return of Chris Harris uh, from James Storm's former tag team partner from America's Most Wanted. It was very exciting. He, he he got involved a little bit. It was good to see him back. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of you know beloved tag team. I think people are are popping for that. My understanding is they have not signed him to a long term deal, and this was kind of an appearance thing. Um, but you know he'll at least be there for a set of tapings. So 
Um, and then we'll see from there. A lot of times people come in for a set of tapings and they get asked back at Impact and they're there for a long time. Gotcha. Um, speaking of somebody who I thought was having a temporary run in Impact, how about Jazz? Uh, one of the big news items out of last night's show is we have the first match, two matches announced for Hardcore Justice on April 10th. Uh, Jazz approached Tommy Dreamer. He's looking. For, she was looking for Scott to get a match with Diana, And Tommy says, well, I've been thinking about this ultimate Jeopardy concept. And uh, so Jazz is going to put her career on the line against Deanna Perrazzo. If Deanna loses, she loses the Knockouts Championship. If and if Jazz loses, uh, she loses her career. So early early thoughts, John DeCami, is this the end for Jazz? It, it would be just like Impact to swerve us here, but I think, yeah, I think I, I didn't think Jazz would last this long. You know, I thought she was just coming in for the knockouts tag tournament and maybe, you know, a little match here there afterwards. Now we're, you know, we're a little bit down the line. So I'm guessing this is going to be the goodbye. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think this is, you know, it must be every, every wrestler's dream to go out, um, go out in a title match, losing a right. title match, right? I, I would, I would hope that that's what everybody kind of aspires to. So I think so too. I think so too. Um, the other match announced for Hardcore Justice last night was a knockouts scramble. And Rosemary's in. All weapons are legal. Uh, and when Rosemary kind of giggled afterwards, John, did you immediately think of her wedding? Like, <laughs> all weapons are legal. Does that mean she's going to go just bring a gun to the ring and end the match? <laughs> It'd be very, very bad for those other knockouts. <laughs> hey, Dreamer should have been, uh, you know, backpedaling there a little bit when he saw Rosemary's glee. But um, Alicia Edwards, she did uh, did us all a favor and asked Tommy what the rules of the match were, um, to which he just kind of laughed her off. I don't think the rest of us know what the rules are. But that's okay. Um, that was a it was a funny moment between Alicia Edwards and Tommy Dreamer. So yes. Um, Nevea turned on Havoc. It's a long time coming. They kind of been building, building, and building towards it. Seemed like they were coming back together. And of course, you know, when they come back together, it's for a big split. So now Nevea has realized that it was Havoc as the weak link the entire time. So definitely. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of like skit type stuff on the show last night. There always is on Impact. They're a lot of fun. Al Carl brings up who would have thought that the Forbidden Door would have led Kenny Omega to Swinger's Palace. Uh, Don Callis did apologize to, for bringing Kenny to a place like that, as he put down twenty grand on Kenny Omega's chances. So against Rich Swan. Um, next week we do have Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, and Willie Mack. And possibly Sammy Callahan and Trey versus Triple XL. The match was not announced, but Sammy was on his way to talk to Scott about getting it signed for next week. So, well, Trey, to think about it, even though Trey seems completely disinterested in it, you kind of get the feeling he will come around to it by next week. Yes, yes. Um, James Storm won his 1000th match against Eric Young and we know that Eric Young is injured at this point. We didn't really see it happen in the match. Um, we know he was at the tapings the next day and everything, but so we don't know how he got injured. Maybe he 
maybe he got injured rolling out of the ring. Who knows? But I think uh, Eric Young talked talked about this on a podcast, and he said some things that I thought were really interesting. First and foremost, he's got a torn ACL, so that's why he's going to be out for as long as he's out. That's a devastating injury. But the really interesting thing for Eric Young, grizzled veteran, 25-year career almost, the first time he's been injured, first time. It seems unfathomable in the world of professional wrestling, but wow, that is that's quite a badge to wear. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't, I can't think of anybody, literally anybody else, who has had a career of any length whatsoever that can say they they were never injured. That's just mind boggling to me. So, uh, so good for him. He does go into surgery, so wish him a speedy recovery and and back with us soon. So. And I think, John, that's the majority of the news coming out of Impact last night in terms of just newsworthy stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Um, NWA Power last night, we did have a title change. Uh, Chris Adonis, formerly known as Chris Masters, won the NWA National Championship from Trevor Murdoch on last night's episode. Uh, it's possible It's possible that they might be priming Trevor Murdoch to go – after Nick Aldis as one of the next challengers. So they're trying to, uh, you know, move the title from uh, from Murdoch in order to have him pursue the 10 pounds of gold. So we'll see. Um, there's a lot of interaction between them in the beginning of the show. So, And I think that covers it for news items that dropped in the last day. But we have, as John said in our opening segment, Tonight's NXT. We talked about Dynamite on the last show, but tonight we have uh, NXT. So, John, three matches that I'm aware of uh, announced. We have a 12-man battle royal to determine the gauntlet eliminator positions. KC Catanzaro and Caden Carter versus Tian Shaw. And Cameron Grimes versus Roderick Strong. So, starting with that battle royal, it's, there's so many questions that I could ask you to predict on this. But... Uh, <laughs> First and foremost, who do you think who do you think wins it and gets the coveted final spot in the gauntlet? Looking at this list, I, it, is this kind of the, uh, the the payback for LA Knight losing his second ever match? I think he's a strong contender for uh, getting that last spot. You know, to be the last man standing. Uh, Pete Dunne wouldn't surprise me if if he took it. He's you know been around boasting about how he is the best wrestler in the world yeah. so i would say those are my uh, my top two okay okay bronson reed the biggest guy you know so there's something there leon ruff the smallest guy so probably not going to be him <laughs> um and then so so there's one winner of the match but there's like six people that advance out of the match so it's it's kind of a interesting concept just just getting surviving past six people gets you kind of a W and then then you you know you move on from there but if you if you finish sixth in this match you still have a heck of a path to getting a North American championship ahead of you so um Casey Catanzaro and Kate Carter versus Tian Shaw um as far as we have not seen the other you know we've seen Zia Lee wrestle a bunch um, I don't think this is going to be Zia Lee and Boa versus Casey and Kaden, but the other mysterious woman, we haven't seen her wrestle yet. So, Yeah, that'll be interesting. I When they were first setting up the, the women's Dusty Cup, 
and we were trying to guess which teams would be in and how many there would be. I had a thought in the back of my mind that I don't think I ever got uh, got it out on either your show or uh, uh, the show with Al and uh, John and everybody else. I thought it would be great if uh, Zia Lee was tagging with whoever we're calling that person in the chair, and yet she never bothered to get out of the chair. Like, Zia Lee yeah. made it all the way to the finals, basically handicap matches the whole way. And then, okay, maybe she loses the finals. You, I wouldn't expect her to win the Dusty Cup handedly, but you know that would be her tag team partner, even though she never got in the ring. But uh, what they're doing, what they're doing tonight, no clue. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to hard to tell. Except I, I still don't, I don't think Casey and Caden are going to win. I think that Zaylee's being booked very strong. So yeah, yeah, and and the the other lady can do this really well. She can clench her fist. <laughs> Um, Cameron Grimes and Roderick Strong had a singles match. I don't know if that's going to be before or after the Battle Royal. but Yeah, they're, they're pulling double duty, huh? Wouldn't it be interesting if they were like the last two in the Battle Royal and then it just went straight into the next segment, they had to wrestle each other? <laughs> you know, like, maybe that's an option. Certainly so. would be something, but yeah, I think Roddy Strong, he's not in a good mood, and uh, you know Cameron Grimes, even though he can go in the ring, he's always goofing around, so I got a feeling he's got a bad night ahead of him. It's possible Cameron Garns might buy his way to the finish too. You know, there's possibility that everybody's got a price. Everyone's got a price, indeed. <laughs> um, so uh, transitioning kind of away from NXT, but still staying with NXT. NXT commentator Beth Phoenix, her icon documentary came out this past weekend, and John, you and I both had a chance to watch it. And uh, I found my initial thought is it's really hard not to compare it. To the Yokozuna documentary. And um, what's interesting, and I'm glad they set it up this way, the first story was very tragic, right? The whole Yokozuna story about you know him you know, basically passing away and eating himself to death. Um, it's starkly different than the inspirational story of Beth Phoenix. And and I think that's it's kind of nice that they they set it up as you know you can be an icon can mean different things. Absolutely. And, you know, it, not without <clears throat> not without body image issues on her part as well, just kind of in the opposite direction. Yeah, that's that's a great point. It was the, the, the overarching theme that I found in the Beth Phoenix doc was that she had to come to terms with and decide that she did not fit in and that she wasn't meant to fit in that she was actually meant to stand out and you know she talked about you know struggling and joining the men's wrestling team because they're what they're what there's not a women's wrestling team so she joined and and did that and you know so and then her whole journey you know she they you know she joined wrestling in the time of uh, playboys playboy centerfold playboy evening gown matches those types of things which is not what beth was into and what was doing and she had a really hard time trying to break through that uh, stigma but ultimately she found after years of being away from the business that her contributions were really important for people to see and other women to see and know that they could do something aside from those evening gown matches yeah, she 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 dealt with uh, her body issues more than once. You know, when she was very young, she started getting muscular, 
and she didn't like that because nobody else, none of the other women were muscular. So it kind of alluded to the fact she might have had an eating disorder or something. You know, she just she wasn't loving her own body. Yeah. Then she learned to love her own body. Then she got into wrestling and they started to tell her that, well, the gold standard is Trish Stratus. You have to look and act more like Trish Stratus. But she felt her you know, saw herself more as China. Yeah. And when she did, when she unfortunately got hurt during her, uh, you know, one of her early matches, she had to go back down to OVW, kind of repackage herself. And that's when she decided to put the two together. She wanted to be somewhere between China and Trish Stratus. And I think she, you know, knocked it out of the park. Cause I, if you're going to take two people and mash them up and say, this is what Beth Phoenix is. That's the two. She did it to a T she was fantastic at it. And she would go on to be, an inspiration for no less of a next generation uh, talents than Rhea, Ember, and even Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a, I thought that was interesting. Charlotte even pointed to um, her brother, who basically told her the person you want to be like are you know Natalia and Beth Phoenix. Those are the two that you want to aspire to be like. And I know, you know, Charlotte, what her brother thought was very important to her, obviously. So only in the business because of Reed. So, right. Right. So uh, I think she had a lasting influence and she continues to have an influence and she's, she's there supporting the women each and every week on NXT. So um, she's an icon for sure. Absolutely. So very inspirational uh, documentary. If you want to go see something. All right, John, do you know what time it is now? Yeah, it's about 25 after 10. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's also time for trivia and sir john you are sitting at 15 for 20 this is the final week of competition you are the reigning and defending champion two-month champion here um, john smith has a two-point advantage so uh things are Things are pretty good for John Smith going into this last week. For uh, Chances are we might champ, crown a new champion, a new trivia champion. But you can put up a big fight here. So let's see how yeah, you see, see if I can make him earn it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Make him earn it. Five questions. Simple majority correct gets you the win. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get the Hawkins. Your topic, as I said at the beginning of the show, is WrestleMania 15. And I'm not sure. I can't really judge by your reaction whether that's good or bad. But yeah, uh, 14. I probably would do better on 15. I'm a little, you know, a little shaky. Got to get in the mindset. Go ahead. Okay. okay. Well, WrestleMania 15 featured a brawl for all match. Okay. Who were the participants and who won? <laughs> no multiple choice. <laughs> uh, it was uh, Bart. Uh, Bart Gunn. It was in the it was the finals. He had won uh, amongst the wrestlers, and he would be dispatched in like thirty or forty seconds by uh, Butterbean. Very good, very good. Bark versus Butterbean. Butterbean gets the W. Very good. Okay. The Undertaker won a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania 15. Who did he face? Your choices are Kane, Mankind, the Big Boss Man, or Mister McMahon. That was that was not the mankind one. That was uh, Big Boss Man. 
Big Boss Man is correct. You are two for two. And John Smith is now sweating because he's got to <laughs> get a question right tomorrow. <laughs> Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett went into WrestleMania 15 with the tag team titles, and they defended them against D'Lo Brown and Test, who won a battle royal on Sunday Night, Sunday Night Heat. Whoa. Who left with the tag team championships is the question. Was it Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett or D'Lo Brown and Test? Uh, I feel by the way you ask this, it's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hart and Jarrett, uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah, Hart and Jarrett uh, retained. They did, but, they retained. <laughs> okay. I, I thought I was forgetting some kind of uh, something at the end, like we'll get into uh, WrestleMania 10, uh, where the tag team championships didn't change hands, but yet somebody else was celebrating with the belts at the end. So <laughs> I, I thought I was forgetting something, but okay, no, good. You're you're all good. So uh, WrestleMania 15 took place in what U.S. city? New York, Los Angeles, Miami, or Philadelphia? Philly. I am impressed you knew that. <laughs> uh, bonus, do you know which uh, – there's no bonus points, but just uh, conversationally. Do you know what – uh, arena stadium it was in was it still was this was that thing across the forum is the wells fargo center okay okay at that point it was known as the time uh, first union center so and who was the ring announcer for wrestlemania 15 your choices are howard finkel lillian garcia justin roberts or tony chimmel Mm, oh, I'm going to go with the fake. It was the fake. Man. Leon, you know, when I throw out a WrestleMania 15, what city, and you nail that, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Perfect. 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 Way to be, John. You got the perfect plex. Thank you, thank you. And uh, very good. So you're going to make John Smith earn it, like you said. Uh, you will finish 20 for 25. John Smith must get three questions right. Otherwise, you are the champion again. And I don't know what we do for tiebreakers. That has never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, a couple of more things before people run away from the show. I need to tell you about, first and foremost, the Dropkick t-shirt. It is 20 bucks. Shirt's a great deal. It already comes in all the super soft style. All sizes are the same price. Ships for free. A bunch of different colors. Support a local artist. Support me. It's a great shirt. So check it out. And there'll be a new one coming out. Uh, well, we'll feature a new one starting uh, April 1st, which is tomorrow. And then the Primetime Rundown. Join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. We take you through the world of sports, and our show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then the Essential Wrestling Podcast returns this Tuesday. I will be in the hosting position, but Al Carl will be close by. 
Uh, John DeCani is going to be there. John Smith will be there. Gary Maheffy, all the characters return for another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. It's episode 48, coverage beginning at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And that's not the only Essential Wrestling Podcast show we have to talk about. We have the WrestleMania special on April 10th. Before you watch Hardcore Justice, before you watch WrestleMania Night 1, Join Al Carl, John Smith, and John DeCani for the Essential Wrestling Podcast WrestleMania special. They'll walk you through all the events, all the matches in the two-night event, providing their analysis, making their picks. Uh, you don't want to miss it, especially if you're in a little competition with a spouse or a friend about who's going to buy the next dinner when you go out or something like that. That's what we used to do. Uh, so you'll want their analysis when you make your picks. So tune in noon on April 10th. And then this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, we're back tomorrow. We are back tomorrow. John Smith and I will give you all the news coming out of NXT and uh, Dynamite tonight and whatever else news we have to report on. Uh, so that get back here tomorrow, 10 a.m. And then, like I said, next week, a whole bunch of WrestleMania specials. We've got WrestleMania 3, 10, uh, 19, 20, and the Stat Show. So it's going to be a, a really fun week next week. So definitely tune in. Uh, John, we have done the news justice. Put a nice bow on it. It's all good. Everyone is very well informed. Absolutely. Uh, so with that, for John, I'm Ryan. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>